Hey guys, this is Natalie, and this is Big Sis Chats. So I was really lucky, and I had the opportunity to study abroad twice. Once when I was 14, I went to Scotland to study abroad, and then when I was in college, I got to study abroad in France and England. So I want to talk about my experience, the ups and downs, and also tips for you. So something that I know that holds a lot of people back from studying abroad is that they're concerned about financing and something that your colleges don't really want you to know is that they have um, a study abroad center, a world center or whatever, and that center actually gets money for scholarships every single year to send students abroad because they don't advertise it, but they love when kids go abroad because it looks really good for their school. Like when I did my study abroad in England and France, they constantly posted my group because we were one of the summer groups. So we were all over their social media and whatnot. And that is good for the school. It's good advertising. So they do have money put aside for scholarships. So definitely go to your world center or your study abroad center and talk to one of the people that work there because there are really good scholarships if you genuinely want to study abroad. So why did I want to study abroad? I wanted to study abroad because I'm someone that's always just been really fascinated by different cultures, different backgrounds, and that's because my parents are very multicultural. Uh, My dad is from Egypt, but he lived in France and then moved to the States. And then for my mom, she's Greek-Italian, but her parents were born in Egypt, and then she was born um, in Kenya and then lived in Lebanon. Uh, She also lived in Wales, England, and France, and now the U.S. So I've just always been really open to different cultures and different ideas and been really fascinated by them. So that's why I was interested in studying abroad from a young age. I know it's not super conventional for high schoolers to study abroad, but my high school had some kind of fair. I don't really remember what it was about, quite honestly. And there was a stand for studying abroad. And we had two options. Scotland or Australia because we had sister schools in those countries and my friend wanted to go to Scotland and she is one of my best friends and she's like nah we need to apply for Scotland together so we did that and we got in it was a co-ed school which for us was a big deal because we went to an all-girls school and it was in a small village called Dollar and I remember when we got our acceptance video, our acceptance um, email, and then we watched this video on the school. And in the States, they don't have ROTC in high school, but in the UK, they do. So the first thing we see is the video of the ROTC program. We're just like, what did we just get ourselves into? It was such an intense video, and we thought it was going to be this really strict school and we were supposed to go for a few weeks in May. And we were just like, what did we just do? <laughs> so May comes and we're staying with host families for this program. And we get our host families. We fly from Boston to Ireland, Ireland to Scotland. And then 
our we had we flew with a school representative because my friend's mom was like you're not sending the school just wanted to send us alone and my friend's mom was like you are not sending two 14 year old girls to scotland alone which is really funny but honestly she was right for that because we were kind of clueless so um the school representative met up with the i think it was the headmaster of dollar and we went to the school and this town is so cute it is very small and the students get to walk to lunch and they can go grab food from outside in the shops and it's just really cozy and i was just like oh my goodness this is very cute and we had to go to school straight away which isn't i don't think it's quite normal but we went to school we were super jet lagged and I remember we had a science class and we were just so tired and we were swaying and falling asleep and then we slammed into each other and woke up. And Scotland, the weather is a little unpredictable. So that day we had the four seasons and it was hailing, it was sunny, rainy, windy and whatnot. And then we met with our host families, well, mostly just the students and it was amazing honestly it's just so much fun to meet someone your age from a different country because you just compare everything and it makes you feel like you're a kid again because everything is fascinating to you and then when you're sharing stuff about your culture and your country you see that same like childlike excitement from your friend from that country and it's just so much fun and it definitely just gives you back that spark that we had when we were kids and we just wanted to learn everything so that was the start of my study abroad and for me my host and I had the same exact taste in music we love classic rock we loved Nirvana and Arctic Monkeys and we would just blast Nirvana our way to school and we did have to go to school as if we were students, but not really. So we were just kind of shadowing our hosts. We weren't tested on anything. And then also we had days off from school where we got to go explore more of Scotland. So it would be group trips. It would be the host students and then the students that were studying abroad. And we went to Glasgow, Edinburgh, and Stirling. Stirling was more of a historical trip. And then Edinburgh and Glasgow, it was kind of just free for all and do whatever you'd like. So overall, going to Scotland, I had a really great time. I didn't really have any anxiety going into it or homesickness because I was with my best friend. And even when we watched that video of the school, though it, was, though it scared us, it was kind of just funny and laughable because I think it's just easier when you do something with your friends and it, it gives you a piece of home away from home and I overall had a really great time I do think if you do a high school program it's going to be a little more hands-on and you're going to be monitored a bit more just because you're younger but honestly you don't even realize it it's just so much fun and well thought out so if your high school does have a sister school and some kind of program like that i do highly recommend it so in college 
I saw a poster for a study abroad to Paris and London for fashion. And it was going to be a faculty-led study abroad, which means when it's faculty-led, that means that you're going with a professor and they'll have a course set up for you. It's not a long-term it's not a long-term study abroad. It's usually one or two classes that'll give you credit and it's based off of their curriculum and their ideas and their program, I guess. It is really their program. It's pretty much whatever they want to do while you're abroad. And I knew I really wanted to go straight away. So I went to the info session and they gave out posters of the Paris, France fashion And I took that and I put it right above my desk because I was going to work really hard that semester to make sure that I got on this trip. So I was accepted into the program. It was supposed to start in July and it was pretty much what I was excited for all summer. I remember I was, I had to take summer classes because I wanted to graduate business school in three years and they were so dull and I was just so excited for the study abroad. I literally finished the classes faster so I wouldn't have to deal with them when I was abroad. And I had to fly by myself because we were just all supposed to meet up in France. So I flew into Charles de Gaulle airport. Oh my God. (laughs) I remember it was Bastille Day and someone said that the airport was going to be closed and that freaked me out. I was just like, what do you mean the airport's going to be closed? I'm, I'm, I'm literally landing in the airport right now. <laughs> I don't know what they meant by that. I don't know if it was just going to close early, but I just ran to customs. I was zooming through. I did not want to get stuck. There was literally no line because it was a national holiday. And I got through and I was supposed to meet some kind of representative who was going to take me to where we were staying. And oh, this airport's so confusing. It's LAX confusing for me. I I just was very confused and there were trains. I didn't know where I was supposed to meet. I eventually figured it out, but it was a lot. And also when you do land in that airport and you get towards the exit, there will be people screaming at you in French and they're like, oh, do you want like an Uber, blah, 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 blah. Um, Don't take those. Order a natural Uber, please. Um, And... I finally met the host and she works for a fashion magazine. So we got to talk about that on the way to where I was staying. And I love talking to her. It was so cool to learn about the differences between Paris and US where I was living and land. And that was really engaging start, even though I was really tired. Finally, I get there. I see my professor I greet her and then I go up to my room and that's when it hit me because I was alone I was like holy shit I'm in France and I'm by myself and immediately I panicked I panicked right then and there because some of the girls landed before me and my professor told me they went out for coffee so I was like oh my god they're already friends I'm gonna be alone and I'm gonna be sad and be a loser and I had a panic attack and I immediately called my sister so I decided to calm down and unpack and then my roommate came and she's the sweetest person ever and I met the rest of my group at lunch and I was so relieved when I met everyone because the faculty-led program you're constantly with the same people your entire trip you'll have some classes 
we have them at the CIEE center occasionally, but mostly you're out and about in the city with these people learning together. So the fact that my group was really nice was a huge relief. And then we went for a walk and we went to dinner. And because it's Bastille Day, there is a fireworks show at the Eiffel Tower. So we all went together and we watched the fireworks show. So now for the curriculum aspect of it. So for me, it counted as some kind of merchandising or marketing course courses. And what we would do is we would go out every single day and we would meet people from the fashion industry. So we would we met with people that ran a fashion magazine. We met with people that do event organization for fashion shows. We had a tour of the Louis Vuitton flagship. And we also went to the Yves Saint Laurent Museum, all that. And that was our curriculum. That's what we were being learning from. It was more it more felt like you were actually learning business. I don't know how to explain this, but it's not super school academic. It's learn as you go, meet people in the fields academic, which I prefer. And we had some readings to do and some quizzes to do. Um, And then we had to help a luxury company that is Parisian figure out their transition to the U.S. That was our big project that we had to focus on. And also a huge aspect of the study abroad is you're abroad. So I'd say we'd start about 8 a.m., maybe end around 4, and you were, it was pretty much free-for-all after that. It wasn't always those exact hours, but you could do whatever you'd want after we finished those required meetings and all that. So we... Honestly, we just ended up sticking as a group and even our professor hanged out with us because she was really chill and we loved her. So we would hang out with our professor. Sometimes she would go and do her own thing. And also, I think it's so important to try to get around a country by yourself that's foreign. And I was I was able to do that and I'm very proud because I'm not super great with directions. Uh, I, mean, I, can, I can get around New York City very easily. It's Manhattan's a grid it's just so easy but anywhere else I'm confused so I was able to get around France Uh, I know I know it's not polite to eavesdrop but I really wanted to see how my French was so I was listening to people's conversations and something that also is very important that I want to highlight is the importance of learning about different cultures before you go to those countries um for France Definitely, if you're American, the important thing is the volume. We talk very loudly in comparison to people in France. Uh, be careful of your volume. Speak at a quiet volume when you're at restaurants, if you're on the metro, if you're walking out and about. Clothing, you, you don't have to do this, but I prefer to kind of just blend into different cultures. So... It's a little bit neater. They don't really like um, athletic wear, athleisure, and no flip-flops. Honestly, that's good for you in general. Just don't wear flip-flops in a city. Don't do not do it. And I just, I love adapting to different cultures. I think it's so much fun. And 
seeing, being able to blend in is the coolest thing. Like, honestly, it's a compliment to me (laughs) when I would talk to people in French and they wouldn't switch to English. I was just like, oh, you don't realize I'm American yet. (laughs) I honestly think it will surprise you, though, to see how much more friendly people will come off if you adapt to their cultures because cultural differences are so important. You may be polite in American standards, but you could be extremely rude in a different country's standards. So brush up on those and you will see how much more friendly people are because I had no problems in Paris with rudeness or anything like that. I remember my MetroCard never worked and I had to go somewhere by myself and it was not working. I was scared to jump the terminals. I didn't know if it, what it was like there. In New York, sometimes there's a cop hiding. So I didn't know if there'd be a cop hiding. I didn't want to get in trouble. And this lady who's French, she was just like, oh, here, hold my groceries. And she jumped over <laughs> the barrier, used her Metro card to swipe and let me through. And I don't know. I still remember that really well because I thought it was very sweet. And it was just really exciting to blend in with a different country. And honestly, my French isn't amazing, but I was able to get around, which I'm very proud of. And I was able to understand conversations, which is really exciting for me because I struggle with understanding French that's not my mom's. I can understand my mom perfectly when she speaks French. And I'm like, wow, I'm so smart. But then I'll listen to someone speak French that's not my mom and I get very confused. So It was really awesome that I could understand French when I was there, and it felt great. (laughs) And another thing I want to highlight, when you're abroad, change up your routine. I'm someone that's very routine-oriented, and I don't really like to stray away from it. I'm someone that is in bed by 9 o'clock. I don't want to go out. But in Paris, I went out, and I remember one night I went to a rooftop bar and it had the most beautiful view of the Eiffel Tower and at this point I hadn't even been to a bar yet because I was 19 and in order to drink in the U.S. you have to be 21. I never got a fake ID or anything like that because I wasn't really into drinking or party culture. So it's my first bar. It was on a rooftop in Paris. It was 1 a.m. and I was enjoying my life and that was so weird for me, something I normally don't do. But it felt like so much fun and and like so right in that moment. Like in the US, not so much. I've been to clubs and I hate it and I'm not really into bars, but that moment felt so right. (laughs) And then we took the bullet train from Paris to London. There was a cultural shift there just because even with our coordinators in Paris, they were laid back, relaxed, go with the flow and when we would get to events it's kind of like you get there you get there and then you get to London and London it's a lot more stricter with time and time oriented it's cordial and polite to get to places about five minutes prior to the event starting or whatever you're doing so that was a bit of a shift already and London was a little more fast paced and everyone on my group felt that way We also learned the importance of tube culture in London. We had a whole mini class on it. And it's pretty much when you go down to the tube, there are escalators 
I forget if it's left or right. You're supposed to stand to one side so that the other side is clear. So if someone wants to go up and rush, they can. And people will get passive aggressive about it. The English are very passive aggressive. They're not going to flat out tell you if you're doing something that's bothering them. They'll just be like, <sighs> or they'll like tut, or they'll roll their eyes and then like cross their arms, get impatient. Like they will not outwardly say it. So just be aware of that because people do have to get to places, be respectful. And also when you get down to the tube, I think this is pretty common in most countries, but step to the side so that people can get off of it and then get on board. Just once again, I think it's just common decency and politeness. Also, this is the same thing in New York. When you're walking in the streets, don't stop in the middle of the street to take a picture, to look at your Google Maps, step to the side. Because people have to get places. When I lived in Manhattan, that would drive me insane. So I understand, Londoners. I feel you on that one. It would drive me insane if I was rushing to class. And then I, I, I go really fast too. And then someone just stops. And they're like, oh, look at the Empire State Building. I'm like, bruh. Like when, you, when it happens like 10 times a day, it gets annoying. And also, if you're with a group, don't block up the entire sidewalk. Same thing. People have to get places. Move move to the side so it's just common courtesy so people can get around. I think those are the big things that were really highlighted to me while I was in London. Also, I know people say that in comparison to the U.S., um, British people can come off a bit standoffish. It's just it's just a cultural difference again. Um, in the U.S., you're going to get greeted in a cafe and people are like, oh, how are you, blah, 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 blah. In London, it's kind of just more straight to the point, like order and let's go. It doesn't mean that people are not friendly or not nice. It's just, once again, it's a busy city. Things are going on. And people will stop and help you. People will talk to you. It's just not as common. I remember once I got super lost in London and I stepped to the side and I was looking at this map with my friend and this really sweet old man came up to us and he was like trying to explain things. It was so, so nice. Oh my gosh. And there are people that are like that. There are people that are nice and friendly. It's just, it's a busy city. Things are bustling. But if people have the free time or people want to talk, they'll open up. So just be aware of that. It's not you. It's not anything bad. It's just a cultural difference. So just be aware of that. In London, there was a really awesome flea market we went to. We spent my birthday at a pub and they surprised me and sang happy birthday to me. It was really fun. And overall, I had a really great study abroad. I had that bit of a scare at the start. But besides that, it was great. And I think, once again, just the most important thing you can do when you study abroad is learn about the cultural differences because that is really something that can make or break you. And it's it does affect how you come off to people. So just be aware of that. Be open to different cultures. With my high school study abroad, you meet a host and you're it's kind of planned in your program to meet someone from that country but when you are in college it's not guaranteed and definitely because we had our own group 
I didn't branch out as much, which would be my only regret. But I did get to talk to people casually when there was room to talk to people. Like I said before, busy cities, it makes it a little more difficult. But if you get a chance, talk to someone from that country, learn about them, learn about their culture. Because once again, it's just, it makes you feel like a kid again when you learn about different cultures and different countries. Go to the grocery stores. I know that sounds weird, but I love going to grocery stores when I'm abroad because it's so much fun to see the different snacks and try different things. We literally had one night where we stayed in, watched a movie, and bought a bunch of snacks. Also, go to the pharmacies or like, um, yeah, the pharmacies and just get like drugstore makeup from these countries and random beauty care things like the French. Oh, my God. They have so much good stuff. That's cheap. That's cheap. You can get at the pharmacies and then in in any pharmacy and in England, go to Boots. Honestly, awesome. <laughs> so just be open and try different things. Get away from your routine, meet people, have some good food, and have fun.